everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And today we have a, another writer on with us. We love talking with the writers. And uh, we are talking with Brian Rubery, who's the writer for Single Ready to Jingle on Lifetime Channel this uh, last season. And Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Rachel. It's so great to be here. I've been, been, I've been watching and listening to you for a few years now, and you're actually part of the reason how I learned to write these kinds of movies. Really? I went back and found all the writers who you talked to over the years. This is when I was just starting to write these a few years ago, and they offered a lot of tips on, you know, I, I didn't even know what a nine-act structure was a few years ago. <laughs> Yeah, And so it's like, oh, not next structure. I better take a note on that. And so I listened to um, yeah, yeah, all the writers who you who you interviewed. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now here I am today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, here. that's so cool. I feel so honored. <laughs> uh, that's really exciting for me. That makes me feel good. Uh, yeah, yeah, the very first interview that we ever did was with Nina Wyman, oh. of course, legend. <laughs> Nina Weinman, yes. <laughs> I mean, she is the queen of Hall of Hallmark yeah. writers. And again, I've never met her, but she I follow her on social media and she just seems like the nicest person yeah. ever. Oh, she's um, the best. And I was on a panel uh, with her and she's just she's really a sweetheart. Yeah. Oh really? And, and a great writer. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I, I was talking to a friend uh the other day that that isn't in the, that was just watching some of his first Hallmark movies. And I was saying how that I think in these movies in particular, like the writers are always important, of course, but in these movies in particular, I actually think they are are important, especially important because they are so banter dependent. These movies uh, Mm -hmm. is in their success. You can have like a pretty fun premise. uh, And if the banter is just not working, then it's, not yeah. you know, not gonna not gonna work and you can have yeah. a pretty tired premise but if it, the banter's great and then it, it'll work right. yeah very interesting yeah no well all, we always have to have a lot of banter yes or <laughs> yeah. they fall in love of course <laughs> yeah they're really based on the writing yeah. more than i think other genres yeah and don't I, I don't i've never actually asked this of um nina or the other other writers but at least in my um in the the three movies i've had made so far very little has changed in the script and i wonder uh-huh. if that's because you know the shooting process is just so fast that there's really not a lot of time to tinker with, with the script yeah or maybe j- just because my writing is so good i like to think <laughs> the latter but uh, yeah. but i don't know I- I think it does depend. I think some of them do go through lots of edits and they take a long time to kind of get done. Um, but then others, yeah, there's, there's just, it's more of a streamlined process. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it probably de- depends on the project I would think, but I, I could see what you're saying about them. They're being so fast that, yeah. uh, that that's sometimes that they won't have that much changed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so what, aside from watching my interviews, <laughs> what inspired you to get into writing? Was that something you always were interested just, in? Just watching your interviews. That was really it. No, no. <laughs> I, um, I went to film school like a hundred years ago in Los Angeles, uh-huh. like 30, 30 years ago. 
Um, and I wanted to be a TV sitcom writer, having grown up watching, you know, a lot of the classic comedies, MASH and um, Cheers and all and all that. Um, so I went to L.A. I went to film school at Loyola Marymount. And um, but then I'm coming back to the East Coast and got married and had a couple of kids and, you know, life happened, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so I continued to 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 dabble in screenwriting. Um, but, um, you know, nothing ever really hit until a few years ago. Um, I decided to give it um, another shot. And I read an article in a screenwriting magazine saying, hey, if you want to break in, um, Lifetime and Hallmark does all these TV movies, like, you know, 50 Christmas movies alone. And this is a great way to get your foot, your, your foot in the door as a writer. So I ended up contacting the, um, the author of the article, who herself as a screenwriter. And long story short, I ended up writing a script and I sent it to her and she came back a week later and said, I think you can sell this. So I went back out to LA, met with some producers and that, that first script I wrote still hasn't sold, but uh, that led me to a number of relationships and um, that led me to my first of three movies last uh, I'm sorry, three movies this year are getting made, including my Christmas movie. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's very interesting. Uh, and, and uh, was it something that you enjoyed as far as rom-coms? Rom was that something that you had to kind of learn to appreciate uh, as you were writing? I mean, I've always written romantic comedies, but as you know, t these TV movies are kind of, you know, quite, quite, quite unique. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't even know about, the, I didn't even know, as I said, about the nine act structure or, uh, I mean, so I had to, I had to watch quite a, quite a few of them just kind of to get the feel, the feel for them. Um, so um, I've, I've always liked romantic comedies. I love, I love, I love happy endings. Um, but these these TV movies are quite quite unique in in um, uh, in the uh, structure and uh, and uh, how they're done. So that was a learning process. But mm -hmm. I enjoy them. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, would you say that when you write, you're more of a pantser or plotter? Do you, uh, do you? Oh, definitely. Do you mean a platter? Like I plot along with yeah, the yeah, 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 that's me. And I'm getting better, but I used to be just like terrible about, you know, making sure every line was exactly as I wanted it before I moved on. And then the next morning I'd go back and rewrite it again. And so that's, you know, I, but I found that's just a very exhausting process. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, and I think one of the tricks is to try to get to the end, because mm -hmm. I find that once you get to the end of the movie, and I mean, we all know how it's going to end, of course, with, you know, the man and the woman getting together and having a kiss, but 
but to get to the end kind of informs me about the rest of the movie. So I've tried to be more of a prancer, as you say, but I still am a bit of a perfectionist as I, mm-hmm. as I write and say, mm, I can't go forward. You know, I hear, I hear writers say that they just do a, um, this is not a nice word, sorry, but they just do like a vomit. <laughs> a vomit. Yeah. Like that's, um, that's like total pantsing. Like, yeah. The, and I, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I tried that, but it's like, I have no idea what this movie is, where yeah. it's going. So I have to have, you know, I have to have it fairly close to 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 making sense. I think it's um, easier in novels to do the pantsing approach because you have just more space in, in the story for that. Whereas like you have such, you're so limited as far as time on these movies. Yeah, but, but the other thing is that, um, is uh, I'm contracted to, to write an outline for these movies. So, um, yeah, treatment. Really, yeah, no, and that no actual outline, like scene by scene, but you know, bullet by, by bullet, here's what happens in every, in every scene. Um, so that really helps with the, when, when I get to the script stage, because mm-hmm. it's pretty much there. And of course things can change as I, you know, as I get ideas, but, once that's signed off by the network, then, um, you know, you really can't have any significant changes. Mm-hmm. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the writer of such Hallmark Channel hits as Hitched for the Holidays and Lights, Camera, Christmas, and last year's award-winning rom-com novel, The Last Birthday Party, comes the acclaimed family drama, The Mother I Never Had. It's the moving and powerful story of L.A. landscape designer Nate Cronin, whose father dies, leaving Nate an orphan at 30 years old. But when the provocative and mysterious Amy enters Nate's life soon after, it sends him on a devastating journey to unravel the truth about his past. The Mother I Never Had, which Town & Country Magazine named one of the must-read books of fall 2022, it's a novel that asks readers to consider what they would do if they found themselves faced with a parent they never knew existed, and if they could accept the secrets and lies that kept her away for a lifetime. The Mother I Never Had is available through all local and online bookstores, and there's a special Christmas sale, uh, Kindle copies 20% off through January 2nd on Amazon.com only. Be sure to use our affiliate link in the description below. That helps me be less of a plotter, but I admit I'm still a bit of a plotter. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these three movies that you had this year, uh, so you'd gotten some of these connections through uh, through contacting the writer of that article. How did you get to a spot where you could pitch them to Lifetime or to the networks? Um, so one of one of the producers I I know um, actually. Um, owes lifetime um like six 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 christmas movies every 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 year um and so um uh we were we were talking about christmas movies and uh she said yeah i owe you know i owe lifetime six 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 christmas movies so so if you have any ideas let me know on that and she said oh by the way they like the title "Single and Ready to Jingle," uh-huh. um, and I said, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> and they said, "So if you have any idea, but they don't have a story for it, but they like the title. So if you have any 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 story, you know, premise for it, you know, then 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 let's you know then then tell me." 
So a couple of days later, I, it wasn't a dream, but I kind of woke up, you know, where you're like half asleep and half awake still. And it came to me, oh, a, a single woman wants to get away from Christmas, go to a singles resort, but her assistant books her to the wrong place and she ends up in a town that's all Christmas. And it just like, and I, I woke up and said, that, that's it. So that's what I pitched to Lifetime and they liked it. And um, so that's how all that got started. That's cool. That's cool. So in your email that you'd sent me, it seemed like it was really important for you to be different in this movie and uh, for Single Ready to Jingle. And you wanted to avoid sort of the tropes. Um, and, uh, you know, some I like some of those tropes. I think they can, I mean, anything can be done well or it can be done poorly. We know that. Uh, but yeah. like a meet cute, I really love a good meet cute. Uh, and uh, so why was that so important to you? Oh, I think just because, well, personally, um, I mean, every rom-com has to have a meet cute and every, you know, but, um, and we all fall back on these tropes, but I, I think, I don't know if it's just writers get lazy or just can't think of any other ideas, but I see a lot of movies where the meet cute is they're walking down the street and they just bump into each other. Um, and I mean, I guess that could work, but can't through, can't, can't we be a little bit more, more creative here now, now Notting Hill, I mean, a great, great movie. That's, that wasn't exactly the meat cute, but that is, um, but they do crash into each other. I don't know if you remember that movie, but they spill the orange juice down, uh, yes. yeah. uh, uh, down her top. But, um, so, um, and probably the first two I wrote had more of the tropes, but it's interesting. So when you interviewed Hatasha Wilson, who's the lead actress in Single and Ready to, to Jingle, she was talking about the script and said, well, you know, it's not a comedy. And it's funny that she said that because I actually tried to write it as a comedy. Um, and um, I hope there's a lot of humor in it. So um, I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, tropes can be done well or they can be done poorly, but um, I just think we should try to be a little more original about them. Um, and so that's what I tried to do in this, in this movie. And I tried to add maybe a little more comedy than you'd, than you'd normally find. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was definitely uh, more strong on the comedic side. I mean, just the whole premise of her being the being ready for a, a Caribbean vacation and showing up in Alaska and everybody looking like she was crazy. Uh, and I, I think she did a, a really good job with that, with the she has comedic timing as an actress, I think. She did. She did. a fan, She did a fantastic. You know, she did just a. Uh, a fantastic job and, and funny I was having dinner with a friend the other night and they said they watched a movie and they'd just been to St. John in the Caribbean so when they were watching the movie they were saying oh great he's they're they're gonna go to St. John maybe they'll see some of the sights <laughs> that we saw and then of course it's no plot twist but um, <laughs> um no they they never make it to the to the Caribbean, but Natasha does a re I mean, when she comes off the plane in that, in that <laughs> dress and the sun hat and the sunglasses, although my yeah. favorite scene actually is 
before that, the scene that almost was never shot, uh -huh. uh, where she gets on the airplane and she sits down to this big burly guy with one of these, you know, fur caps with the, you know, with the, <laughs> with the ear flaps and he's yeah. got a big heavy coat and she's in her sundress and kind of gives him a look like, what are you doing, you know, on this, <laughs> on this, on this plane? Um, and, but they should have been a hint. <laughs> yeah, should have been, been a hint yeah. But they almost didn't shoot or they wanted to cut that because um, they said, oh, finding an airplane and shooting an airplane is hard. And, and um, that was Lifetime. And then the producer, who's not with Lifetime, um, I said, what, is she just going to show up, you know, in, 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 in Alaska? We're, we're not going to show anything about how she gets there. And so um, I, I was not involved in discussion. But anyway, somehow that scene made it back in. It's yeah. Real my favorite scenes on the on the airplane yeah yeah i mean she she would she would have to be pretty uh um what's the word uh she would have to uh, it would be amazing that she wouldn't notice at the airport that it was st john's alaska but <laughs> yeah but that's what all makes it kind of funny yeah well there was a scene that they I don't know if they if they cut it out of the final draft or but there was a scene earlier where she's walking towards and you she hears you know she's in the airport in Chicago which is where she lives and works and she hears the announcement you know you know now departing for St. John and so she runs and so there's supposed to be like a scene where you know she just sort of runs through the terminal and runs up to the gate and and gets on the plane doesn't really you know have time to to uh, to notice but um mm -hmm. That didn't make it in the movie. Yeah. So you didn't get to go on set for this one, right? No, mm -hmm. did not. No, it's filmed. Uh, it was filmed uh, north of Vancouver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I live in Washington, D.C. So it'd be a long, long, yeah, long. Yeah, it would. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think makes for a winning romantic comedy? Uh, I think the last word you just said, comedy. Um, mm -hmm. I just, you know, I, I love the banter, um, um, and, um, and, uh, but I, I like a movie that can make me laugh and is, and is, and, and is sweet and there's no mean, and there's no mean jokes. Um, and, um, and then they, you know, then they get together at the, at the end. And I like to be surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what we were talking about the tropes earlier i mean you know every romantic every romantic comedy follows the same three beats you know boy meets girl or now it could be boy meets 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 boy but um let's just say boy meets girl you know boy loses girl boy gets girl back so they all follow that those same three beats but you know how it's done could be a million you know a million yeah. a million ways but keep it funny keep it original keep it charming and have a sweet, happy ending. Yeah. I, don't really, I don't really like the endings where they don't end up to, uh, together, unless you can really tell they're really not not made for each other. Yeah, it takes a really good writer. I mean, you have something like uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm. Uh, right. That's one where they pull that off, I think, pretty well. Very well, yeah, uh, true. But Very it's true. tough. It's tough to yeah. do. And it's certainly not, I can't think of any Hallmark movies. 
Uh, that's not that's not hallmark our lifetime their brand I think, that, I think this i think the viewers would 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 have a <laughs> would, would a, a revolt yes um i also just saw a movie not on hallmark it was um an english uh english movie where the two leads kind of like um um uh sleepless in seattle where the two leads actually spend almost the entire movie apart mm -hmm. at, each, at each other's um oh yeah i haven't seen that household. yet yeah but i heard it's and good i i think it's called your christmas or mine something like that yeah it's on amazon and it's it, i i'm married to to an english a woman so we have to watch you know everything <laughs> yeah. english, all the richard curtis movies right. all, all the all the hugh grant flicks um but this but this but this is an english movie and i was thinking i really enjoyed this but i don't think any any of the producers i work with whatever whatever go for the leads being apart almost the whole movie yeah um, i'm trying to think um i feel like there have been a couple but i can't think of them off the top of my head during covid there were a number of like in 2020 something like delivered by christmas but they're still a few they have time together but a lot of that movie is spent with them texting to each other mm -hmm. uh, and so there were a few movies like that uh but yeah i think that it's it takes a really good writer and yeah. someone like nora efron was sleepless in seattle she was the best so she yeah. could make it she could make it work but uh but for me i think actually winning romantic comedy i will accept a very silly plot if I'm feeling the chemistry and the banter, as, as we said, mm -hmm. uh, that, it, that it'll be fine for me. Uh, and, uh, and that I think is the key. Like even in this recent Ticket to Paradise, um, I the plot was not great. The plot uh, well, the, and even the, the characters George Clooney, were- The George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the characters were kind of unlikable. They were kind of jerks, but they were so, charming had such good chemistry together and the banter was well enough done that i i really enjoyed it and i had a good time with it uh, and uh, and so and that's like i think the key for me We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. What do you think of the chemistry between Natasha and uh, Ed Ruddle? Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I thought they had really good chemistry, and I've seen him in other roles that I didn't feel it. This was definitely my favorite role I've ever seen him in of mm -hmm. the TV movies that he's done. 
uh, and uh, you have like a little bit of sort of an enemies to lovers kind of a dynamic yeah. going on and, and also forced proximity to each other. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, there were a lot of fun scenes. Like I thought the snowshoeing scene was really good. Yeah. I, I, cause I've seen the movie a couple of times now and uh, I was also following uh, Natasha on social media. So it seemed like all the downtime, those two were together having fun and laughing and, and joking around on set. Um, and then in scenes like the snowshoe scene where she, you know, falls down and he has to help her up. I could see they're just like laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't think they're supposed to be laughing all that much in the script, but I think they're just really, you know, it's, it's, it's just coming out of them, but they're just really having fun. You know? Yeah. You could tell that they had, a friendship together that they got along and uh, yeah. and she, that's what she said in the interview uh that they got along well and uh and pretty much the whole cast you could feel kind of that chemistry with on it yeah yeah um it was it 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 turned out well and i and i thought that natasha and um and ed really uh really brought the comedy which is which mm-hmm. is again what what i was even though Natasha said it's not a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought she did a nice job. Well, was this filmed in the winter? It was filmed in March. Okay, um, March. So they wanted to, so it wasn't, I mean, a lot of these films, as you know, are filmed in Vancouver, but I guess Vancouver didn't have snow. So they went up, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name of the town, but it's it's way north of Vancouver. And I guess mm-hmm. that was somewhere that had the facilities and had snow still. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's why they chose it. Yeah. yeah, which is nice because when it's a place that has snow, when it's really winter, it's not, you're not talking August, uh, that it's nice that there's just more activities that you can do in the snow, which uh, that you're, so you're not stuck doing ice skating because it's the summer yeah. and that's uh, they end up in ice skating rinks a lot because of that and uh and uh, but this you could have the snowshoeing you could have other activities in the snow uh which just made it feel like more like alaska yeah mm-hmm. yeah although i still uh, in viewers viewers comments i've still seen a lot of people say it's supposed to be 12 12 alone and they're, they're walking around with their coats open so I yeah mean, okay, that's, that's that's fair and, you, and yeah. you're not alone in it that is in so many movies that yeah. uh, it's like if you're gonna make a movie set in alaska at least have them have a scarf on <laughs> yeah but i learned um i learned early on because there's that one scene where 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 Natasha, so she arrives in Alaska and all she has are, are beach clothes. So she has to borrow clothes and yes. she looks like a lumberjack. <laughs> and I was going to keep her in those clothes and make fun of her. But, but you know, producer said, no, 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 you've got her. Okay, this is one scene and then she's got to get out of those clothes and you have to make <laughs> it look really nice. So yeah. that's why they went downtown and went shopping for nice clothes. And that's why I think a lot of times they don't want the actress to have her hood up or have a hat on. Um, well, one of them is up her hair. And so there's all yeah. sort of practical things. Right. Um, but it's a lot just, you know, they want the actors to to look good. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
So overall, you were happy with how it turned out. You're seeing your, your ideas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Envisioned and created. I was happy. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I mean, the, the term I've, I've heard most from people, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and did you do like a watch party with your family, friends? Oh, I did. That was yeah. a mistake. <laughs> oh, it's a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there were, uh, my wife just in, in, invited a lot of people. Okay. We actually watched the live, uh, you know, the live uh the live broadcast on, uh-huh. on time, which has, you know, but that's why it's in high max because the commercial breaks. Right. And so, you know, when you have like 25 people and then there's a commercial and then people stand up and go get a drink or whatever and start talking and then the movie comes on and they're still talking and. Oh, I uh, can see that. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, so never so, you know, I think the ne- next time it's just a few friends who really are, you know, into yeah. movies and don't talk that, that much. And I don't mind if we, wa- you know, I enjoy watching the, the movie and, you know, somebody cracks on the movie or look, you know, she's not, she's not, you know, it's 12 below and she's, you know, has her jacket open. I don't mind that, but, yeah. but just, I don't know, too many people, a lot of talking. So I, I, I learned my lesson on that yeah. next time next time yeah. you'll get it next <laughs> yeah so as a writer was it hard to keep emma's character likable was that something you worried about because she is kind of burnt out she's this head because a lot of times the there's like ice queens of business or like the bad men of business we call like where they're kind of cold or scroogey or whatever uh was that challenging at all yeah it's well, I'll talk about Emma first and then about the, the broader um, point. But um, with Emma, we we didn't, I didn't, I, I never wanted her to, for her, you know, character arc to be that she didn't like Christmas. Because you see, because again, you see a lot of that. So it's not that she didn't like Christmas, that she's just burned out on it because of her job. Yeah. And one of the notes I had from lifetime was about you know well it's you know it's because emma doesn't like christmas it's like no no she 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 likes and so we i went back and put a line in there about no i like christmas but you know because of my job as you say i'm i'm just sort of earned i'm sort of burned out on it so um it is you know when you first see her and she's you know walking down the hall and she's pumping into people you know coming to the office christmas party and she's got kind of a scowl on her face um you know i did hear some comments about oh she's a scrooge and so um i i you know i wanted to get lines for her to say that look i'm not really a scrooge i like christmas i loved christmas as a kid but her arc is that she's just not celebrating Christmas the right way. It's it was never that she didn't like Christmas, but for your but the broader point I think is in all of these movies it really is a challenge because the networks never want you know are always saying you know this this character is too unlikable or make her more likable or him more 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 likable and of course as a writer and if you read any screenwriting books you always start with characters having a lot of flaws so it 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 you know because that's how you built up to their you know that's 
that's how the arc happens. But in these these movies, they have to start, you know, pretty, you know, nice and and there's yeah. not a lot of flaws. And if there is a flaw, it's that they don't like Christmas or they're too controlling or, you know, some very minor thing. Yeah. So that's a real challenge as a writer to you start with characters where, you know, there there's not going to be a huge character arc. Yeah. Yeah, Hallmark has really struggled with Christmas Carol type movies in the past. Uh, they had one with uh, one called Nashville Christmas Carol, which was really hurt by COVID. So it's a little unfair. They had a lot of other stuff planned with it. But it was just funny to me because you have a uh, supposed Christmas Carol arc in the movie where uh, Jesse Schramm's character is supposed to be Scrooge, a Scrooge archetype type character. But like she wasn't at all like, like literally people are begging to work for her in the movie please don't fire i love working for you oh <laughs> I'm like, i mean it was still a fun movie i didn't mind it but uh, but i don't know it's just it's to me that was emblematic of of what you're saying about not them not wanting to have unlikable characters like even somebody yeah. that's supposed to be a scrooge in a christmas carol movie has to be pretty likable <laughs> yeah and it's and it well, and that's that's a real challenge as a writer. Yeah, I'm sure you know, because you're you're starting and they're already pretty darn perfect, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and I I'm writing a Christmas uh, Christmas movie now for 2023, and sure enough, I get back a note uh, saying that the that the male lead is too unlikable. Mm. It's like okay, make them more likable. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's a struggle. It's true. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. I can see that. Uh, so was it fun coming up with the fake toys, like K-pop panda? Yeah, and that changed around quite a quite a bit. I the first draft had K-pop up a uh, uh, panda, and then the oh I forget the production designer maybe I forget somebody I didn't even know that they were <laughs> allowed to give notes, but apparently they are because I got a note from I think it was like the production a designer saying no we want to have a wooden toy and i'm like wooden to who what kids play with with wooden toys so then it became oh no well that was for the the other toy but um i forget forget what they wanted it changed to but then lo and behold when when i saw the movie it was back to k-pop panda which was <laughs> which was the original toy that i had so i'm not sure yeah I'm, yeah, I, I'm not sure how will that how will that <laughs> how will that happen because once you know once the script once the final draft goes out unless they want changes to it, I rarely hear from anyone. So that's how that goes. Yeah. So I thought it was fun that you had kind of a, a 
classic race to the airport kind of scene yeah. uh, in in the movie which is which are harder to pull off now obviously with all the security and everything than they used to be uh but uh but you know made for a, is she gonna is she gonna go is she gonna go to st john's what's gonna happen it was fun yeah and that you know and i do um steal i mean did i say steal i meant borrow a lot of scenes from richard curtis and that mm-hmm. race to the airport is like the ending in love actually sure the little boy goes and goes and of course it's been done many many times but um but i did want to um i did want to have that and um and um i loved having that the the attendant you know the same guy who she talks to and she arrives is who he talks to and and he does a nice job with um with um i think is what kind of funny funny dialogue about sort of talking in circles but um yeah yeah oh with well the we have some fun christmas questions for you okay first one is what is your favorite holiday drink oh hot chocolate yeah okay. it reminds me when um because i i grew up in chicago in fact and we, he'd be outside and come in, come in covered in snow and my mom would have hot chocolate for us. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. All right. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Holiday cookie or treat? <laughs> Speaking um, of cookies. Well, it's not anything anyone's heard of because it's my grandmother's cookies that she made. And I don't know what the recipe was, but we called them Nana's cookies. And for Christmas, she would give us a box of them. And um, that was always my favorite Christmas gift. (laughs) Oh, that sounds, that's very sweet. All right. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh, um, oh, I'm going to go modern here because I just, I was just in the car and and I heard uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Santa's coming to town. That's fun. I just thought, oh, he just kills that song. Love that song. Well, it's fun too, because he breaks in the middle and I guess, cause one of the other, uh, one of the band members was making him laugh. I I like that. That's fun. I think that's, uh, the dear, uh, beloved, um, rest in peace, Clarence Clemens. Mm -hmm. I think that's him doing the ho, ho, ho. And he just breaks up Springsteen. You can hear Springsteen (laughs) laughing. He's trying to get the lyrics out and Clarence is going, ho, 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 ho. And, and, oh, it's yeah, no, the whole thing is just. I love it. It shows yeah. me. Yeah. Well, what is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Love Actually. It's not. Yeah, a, you said a that a lot. Is that a classic? I think so. It, okay. I mean, it, 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 it's a, I think it counts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, Miracle on 42nd Street or A Christmas Story or, uh, you know. Right. Um, it's all a Wonderful those, Life. But, it, but it, It's a Wonderful Life. But it's, um um that and maybe a white christmas i love a white christmas and I, i've always wanted mm-hmm. to do an ending which this actually singular red the jingle got kind of close to the ending of the white christmas where they do get to the horse and sleigh but they don't actually ride off in the snow and singing but um i do have another christmas script that hasn't been sold yet where they do they get into a sleigh and they they ride off singing which is which is of course the, how a white christmas mm. is yeah yeah all right which do you like better scrooge or the grinch oh scrooge 
Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, he's a great character. Yeah, yeah. love Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, humbug. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like better, clear lights or colored? Oh yeah, easy. That's colored lights. Grew up with colored lights. Um, my wife likes clear lights, but I always, I always tell her it reminds me of a shopping mall. So you know. Yeah. Uh, but I like uh, I like colored lights. Yeah, I like especially for the outside. I like colored lights. I like uh, clear for the tree. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. Which wh- what would you rather do? Be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Oh, snowball fight, especially <laughs> when you have a snow fort to block the snowballs. Because mm-hmm. again, coming from Chicago, the first step is to build a huge wall and of you and then you have a fight and you're going to dodge behind the wall um so yeah loves loves snowball fights yeah do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not oh i do try <laughs> i do try and and i i learned a few years ago that's a lot of gift wrapping is patience so i say okay i'm going to be more patient here but still to get those corners just right and to bend everything you know and then i see some people's gifts and they're like perfect so um, I still haven't quite managed the whole bend and fold thing. Um, I use too much tape. Okay, I'm a terrible gift wrapper. <laughs> but it's the thought that counts. Yeah, that's right. It's the thought that counts. Rachel, so. <laughs> yes. So uh, do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? No. Oh, no. you need one there in D.C. It gets cold. Yeah, the funny thing is I don't even wear a lot of sweaters. I don't know if I'm like hot blooded or, or what, but I um I don't know. I, I barely even have a coat. I, I wear a lot of vests. Yeah. But um uh yeah, I don't have I think I do have I think I have a sweater, but it's yeah. just like a green sweater. It's not wow. it's kind of boring. Yeah, well a lot of times they're kind of scratchy. So you're better off with just your green sweater. <laughs> Because you you know, and oftentimes I see people at parties and they have like these big heavy sweaters on yeah. and it would just be, you know, this is <laughs> I'd just be dripping in the yeah. park if I had like a big heavy sweater. Yeah. So, well maybe yeah. you could get one of those t shirts, one of those ugly sweater t shirts. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe that that's, would be good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll put that, I put that on my Christmas list. We even have one in our merch store actually. <laughs> do you? Okay. Yeah, we, do. we do. All right. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, well, very good. You did it. You answered all the questions. Hey, all right. Should uh, I get them right? Is this I think like, so. Like Jeffrey, do I have to, do I have to answer in the form of a question or anything? Or? <laughs> no, I think you, you passed the test. So okay. very good. Uh, are you on social media or anything like that that you want to share or? Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but the one I use the most is um, Instagram, and that's just my name, Brian Brian Rubery, all all one word. So yeah, please do uh, do follow me, and I uh, try to update update folks on um, on my movies. Yeah, great. Well, very good. Uh, well, we'll have all that information in the description. People can follow you, and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk with us and. Uh, and I'll have the uh, playlist for all of our writers interviews. If people want to listen, uh, listen to them, you can check it out in the description. So thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Rachel. Merry Bye. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>